think there'll be ghosts in this one? I mean, we've seen them before, but this season has been a bit light on that particular flavor of madness so far. Our spooky ghost story kicks off, where else, at sea. And I guess the USS Flag, which was sunk and unsalvageable a handful of episodes back, has been completely restored now. Or maybe this is its identical replacement, the USS Flag A? The Joes are up to... something. But they're not in any particular hurry to tell us what exactly. Then we cut to these two pilots who were testing a plane called the Ghost. Okay, no actual spookums in this one then, got it. They crash somewhere near Alaska, and the Joes believe that Cobra shot them down. Probably a safe guess. But it does get Lady J on TV as a Cobra expert on... Oh, hey, it's that 20 questions guy again. The Rosetta Stone of the entire Sunbowverse. Hector, what's his name? Unfortunately, she has to go on the show with General Hawk, which seems kind of pointless to me. It'd be like bringing on a medical expert and asking them to appear on camera with a Rosetta Annie doll. Here's the real twist, though. 20 Questions fancies itself as fair and balanced, so they actually bring Cobra on the show to debate. Sure, just give lots of face time to malicious idiots who want to drive the country into the ground. What could go wrong? I do love how Cobra Commander waves while he's being introduced, and Dr. Mindbender flashes a hammy grin. We are tired of these constant accusations by G.I. Joe! This is an insult! We have absolutely no interest in an aircraft we regard as inferior to our night raven! When the truth is known, we will make you eat your words! That's not a particularly noteworthy line, but it is the most that Cobra Commander's had to say all at once in quite some time now, and I do still very much love that guy. I hope nobody ever turns him into a weird snake monster. Well, I don't know where that thought even came from. Lady J gives us a flashback of the ghost's crash, and we discover that she was old friends with one of the pilots, whom she met in flight school. Flint is a bit of a jealous dick about this, which is weird because by my calculations, you guys should have already conceived Marissa Fairborn together and are therefore in what I assume to be a stable and exclusive relationship. During her flashback, we also cut away to this Cobra submarine, which kind of violates the narrative premise, but that's a pretty lofty expectation to project on the show that brought us second-hand emotions. Turns out I'm still kind of disappointed in that one. Then Cobra Commander gets a turn to give his Rashomon accounting of what happened, and I am loving this classy study that he's shooting from. This is a man who has gone on camera in front of the entire world maybe a hundred times over the course of the past few years. He's got this shit down to a science. But then Serpentor butts in, and oh boy, this should be good. Like, his 20 or so failed plots in a row notwithstanding, does this guy know anything about live television? Does he have the DNA of even one world leader from the latter half of the 20th century? I suppose it's possible they nabbed some from Richard Nixon, who would have still been alive at this point, but even he famously had trouble making the jump from radio to TV. Serpentor tries to convince the viewing public that Cobra is benevolent, but Ramirez is having none of it. Some might say Cobra tends to initiate conflict. Poppycock! What gives you that silly idea? Well, let's see. There was your invasion of Washington, D.C., the giant mechanical sea serpent you unleashed on New York, the time you melted the polar ice caps. Ooh, gotcha journalism at its finest. Their story also involves the G.I. Joe rescue mission, and oh, okay, I guess this stuff is happening now while the TV interview is going on. There's really very little attempt to differentiate between the flashbacks and the events that are unfolding in the present. It's also possible I wasn't paying complete attention, but I'm just gonna go ahead and blame this one on the show itself. Either way, this extra element of Flint being jealous really just takes away from what should have been the main premise of the episode, which is Cobra and G.I. Joe debating on a panel show. Here we go. Then you attempted to destroy the world's currency, raided the Rocky Mountain chemical weapons arsenal. You created that bogus heavy metal band Cold Slither, staged the Cobrathon, sank the USS Montana and the USS Flag, and attempted to swindle Alaska away from the United States. Wait. 
So they acknowledge that the flag was sunk in the same episode that it appears in fully functional. Anyway, it's safe to say that Ramirez isn't buying their position that Cobra hasn't done a bunch of stupid shit. Then Serpentor crushes the TV in anger, and I can only assume that he thinks Ramirez is actually a tiny man inside that metal box, because, again, his personality is made up of lots of very old people. He's also probably really racist. Like, imagine your most racist grandparent and multiply that by several additional centuries. Parts of him probably completely hate other parts of him. Meanwhile, the rescue team finds the pilots and Flint, I love you buddy, but seriously enough with this dumb jealousy thing. Then we see Lady J in the cockpit of a second ghost plane and she says something about a ruse. Was the ruse luring me in with an awesome concept for an episode and then barely showing the awesome part? Because if so, mission accomplished. What I thought I saw wasn't what I saw. My thoughts exactly, man. 